All right, what is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, I'm very excited about our guest. We have Danny, and better known as at Seed Phrase on Twitter, here on the show. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Danny. Thanks for having me. So I reached out to you on Twitter just you know last week, a couple of days ago, because I've been fascinated about this whole NFT space. And you know, I saw on your Twitter, right, you've been in Bitcoin since 2013, and you've had some of the biggest nft sales with some crypto punks that we'll get into but for people that may not know who you are and what you do um how long have you been in bitcoin and just this new nft space i'd love to hear your thoughts on how long that you've been in that as well yeah sure so um i got started in 2013 i was at university at the time I, I came across a news article um, that was basically like talking about like the rise in Bitcoin. So I had gone from like, I think $15 to like $40 at the time. It was a BBC article. And, you know, I was procrastinating for my studies. I was studying like psychology at the time. And I just thought this makes so much sense, you know, like this is going to disrupt the whole financial system. Um, so yeah, I just dove down that rabbit hole. Uh, you know, I invested, uh, you know, most of my savings at the time, like I was a poor university student. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't that much. Like, you know, it, it wasn't like, you know, what you'd like, you know, associate Danny with these days. Like it was a very, very small sum. Um, and, you know, fast forward a, a few years to like 2017, like, you know, that happened. Um, and basically it allowed me to like basically, you know, pursue, um, you know, my, my like you know my interest in like cryptocurrency blockchain and everything else um it it just got to a point basically where i was like do i keep studying and like you know go down the nine to five you know route with like you know you know there's like high expectations of like you know my parents and friends and things like that or do i like you know break away from that and actually make something for myself and i think you know with 2017 like you know with the ico bubble and everything like that it, it really helped me give me that confidence to like, you know, do that. And I just break away from that and like really just go full-time crypto. So I went full-time crypto, uh, I think like May, 2017. At the time it was pretty difficult. I I booked like a a one-way trip to Europe, missed my (laughs) second semester at university. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Like, see you later. Did terrible on my final exams and everything as well. Just because I just kept thinking about, you know, cryptocurrency and, how much money I was making at the time too. Like yeah. it was crazy. Um, and then I just got back, you know, to Australia. Um, you know, I had to like decide like where I'm going to like take this. And basically, you know, I, I gradually like, you know, got into like crypto derivatives, um, you know, started taking like leveraged positions, long and short. Um, and, you know, experienced quite a bit of like success with that. Um, I had heard of CryptoPunks and CryptoKitties like quite early on as well. Um, okay. But I, I initially, like I dismissed them, you know, I was like, with all of these ICOs going on right now, I yeah. was like, what is this latest scam? Like, how are they trying to get me <laughs> right now, right? Like, I was yeah. like, there's, there's, there's some kind of like, you know, like it was a trap, basically. I was like, I don't trust it. Um, but it really like, I think it took like until like late 2018, early 2019, when I like, you know, came across um, Axie Infinity on Twitter, actually. And I, I reached out to them because they were having like a land sale at the time. Okay. And I, just to give you some context, Axie Infinity, it's like um, it's like a pet universe. It's like Pokemon meets 
Animal Crossing okay. where you, like, you can breed these like little creatures, you can battle them. There's going to be like a whole universe. So it's like a, like a you know, a, like, you know, a world where you can, you know, uh, resource harvest, like, you know, stone, wood, gems, things like that. You can build buildings. So that like really, you know, that um, really attracted me, like the whole kind of like play to earn concept of like, being able to like make money online because like who doesn't want to do that right yeah. like everyone's trying to do it these days like with blogs <laughs> influencers you name it um so yeah I, I basically just like you know really saw the potential in that and i then like really dove into like you know the, the axie universe and got to meet like a lot of people like in the space like during that and then i think like you know i started to like look at like elsewhere as well i was like okay this is cool but what else is out there right yeah. so that's when, like, you know, I discovered, like, CryptoPunks, uh, Mega Cryptopolis, which is, like, a SimCity building, yeah. like, a game. Um, and, like, you know, a, a couple of others as well. And I think, you know, like, it, it's just, like, you know, it, it was a, a really, like, you know, good time. It was a very, like, you know, tight-knit, small community of, like, just, like, you know, fellow, you know, similar investors to myself. And then I think, you know, like, just the last like few months or so like it's just been absolutely insane you know yeah, um, and that's, yeah dude it's, it's just been crazy so i think you know like it has been like quite a, a short period of time for this yeah. to all happen like i wasn't expecting for example like a million dollar punk sale to happen for, yeah like, and I, I want to talk about that because it's for people that don't know so I, I know when i first saw your twitter your, your pinned tweet you said farewell my queen and it was yeah. you selling a crypto punk for 550 ethereum which is a little over a million dollars at the time of yeah. the sale like talk to me about that like yeah. what price did you buy it at and for everyone that's asking like why is a crypto punk so valuable up to a million dollars or even more for the people that may not know yeah so basically they were like the og ethereum nfts so they weren't the first nfts but they were kind of like in my mind anyway like the first nfts that started this whole movement right um so i always just thought like when i discovered punks was that like you know no matter how big this space gets like i think you know in the near future it's going to be like you know a multi-trillion dollar market cap people are always going to let look back and think like where did this begin? And they're going to find crypto punks and they're always going to have this kind of like value attached to them. And not yeah. only that, but like, you know, they're very like you know, nice avatars. They can be used maybe in the metaverse as well. Um, and, you know, they're also like gaining this kind of like online flex reputation, right? <laughs> so you, you can see yeah. someone with a punk and you're like, shit, like what a baller. Uh, <laughs> so like, you know, totally. you're very like identifiable. You're like, wow, okay, that guy means business, right? And then it's also verifiable on the blockchain that that person actually owns that punk. Um, so, and there's only 10,000 of them as well. So they're scarce. There's only like yeah. a, a limited number. Actually, there's actually 999, wait, 9,999 9, punks. So one got burnt um, by uh, OXB1, I think it is. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of like a history of like, you know, what, what punks are. Um, but this punk in particular, I think for me, like meant, you know, it had like a special meaning because I remember buying it for $20,000. So it was a hundred Ethereum at the time. Wow. Um, and so wait, when did you buy that? Was that in 2018? I, no, no, no. That was only last year. So that wow. was last 20, April. I think 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it 2020? Wow. It's on the history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either like, I think it was like 2020. I'm pretty sure okay. it was like 
April 2020 or something. Was this the um, first punk you bought? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, so it basically like I went on like a little bit of like a, a punk spree, right? So I, I basically my one of my first punks was my seven trait. That's now my avatar. Yeah. Um, and basically then from there, like I just dove deeper and just tried to like just buy as much as I could. And then there was like this like zero trait albino female. So arguably the rarest zero trait you can get because it's a female albino is also the rarest skin type as well. And it's a zero trait. So there's only eight of them. Um, and you know, she was sitting there for $20,000. I think the seller was thinking, I just think it's never going to sell. And the community thought that as well. Like at the time it was a, a huge price. Like it was a, a record um, breaking price at the time. Wow. And that's, you know, when I bought that, I got, I got a little bit of like, you know, slack from the community. People were like, started to question like my judgment were like, who is this guy? Like, does he even know what he's doing? Yeah. Um, so I, I think like, that's kind of like why it had like a bit of like more of like a special meaning to my, like to me. And I think, you know, like only like what, like nine, 10 months later, like being able to sell it for over a million dollars, um, you know, it was like, you know, a bit of sweet in a way, but at the same time, it was kind of like, it was sad because it was almost like, that was like that chapter closing for me. Yeah. And I think that's really reinforced, like, you know, the beauty of NFTs is that they do have that kind of like special meaning to people. It's not like, you know, because I come from a typical, you know, finance kind of like, you know, cryptocurrency background yep. where everything I just see as like profit, right? Like, well, how can I extract the most profit out of this trade? Whereas like, you know, I think initially I went into NFTs with that mindset, but now it's like this whole other kind of like, you know, um, feeling involved. It's like, oh my goodness, like, no, this is not just about the money anymore. Like, this is about like genuine human, you know, um, attraction and like being able to like, connect with like with these like pieces of art. Like, I think it's yeah. like, really special and you don't really get that with yeah. other, like, you know, asset classes. I, um, I know, and I know this, the answer to this question, but I, I'd love to hear from you. When people say, you know, oh, a crypto punk, I can screenshot it or take a picture of it. People that are just <laughs> learning about NFTs, right? And I, I hear this all the time from people that, yeah. you know, I, I'm new to this. They don't understand like the fundamental blockchain and transparency of ownership. But if someone says to you, you know, like, why would a crypto punk be worth a million dollars if you can just download it or save the picture? And like, where does the value actually come from? Like, is it just the rarity? Is it the supply and demand? Is it that it was one of the first OG? And then how do you translate to that to like modern NFTs, like ones that are coming out today? Like, do you see it as a bubble? How, how are you thinking about it as moving to the future? Because like you said, there's so much hype right now that, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, what's going to happen next? Well, I, I guess like, first i would say was still early um this very much gives me like early you know 2013 bitcoin vibes where yep. i could literally mention bitcoin to anyone i mean anyone <laughs> and they would have no idea what bitcoin was right like they would think it's like magical internet money they would look at me as if like i'm crazy um and i think that's actually kind of like what drew me to like the you know the nft space was i loved getting that feeling again it was kind of like that like really like i got like that like feeling of like almost like it was like that fire inside of me i was like wow i've actually really i've come across something that's going to change the entire world again yep. right and i hadn't really felt that since you know 2013 so i knew just deep down that i was onto something here so you know i think like to people who are like you know questioning you know why would you spend a million dollars like on a punk for example it's because the for the fact that you know 
I, I could post a, a picture of a Rolex right now, right? Onto my Twitter. And I could claim that it's mine, but you can't verify that that's my Rolex. Like I could be borrowing a friend's Rolex. I could just be Photoshopping a Rolex onto my wrist. You know, there's all sorts of ways that I could like, you know, um, fake that. Whereas like with a punk, you, you can't fake it. Like you can verifiably see whether I actually own that punk or not. Yeah. So I think like that is like, you know, the, the biggest um, reason, like, you know, why someone can't just like, you know, right click and save a punk because, you know, I'm going to call you out on it, you know, like if you've got an alien in your, you know, in your like <laughs> avatar or something, I'm like, you know, Casey, you prove it to me, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then I, I think, you know, with like, you know, fundamentally, I think, you know, a lot of these like earlier NFTs, I think they are going to retain their value. I do believe that like 90% of these projects will probably go to zero. And I think it's gonna, and I'm saying zero, not like, you know, 99% or something like with crypto is because with NFTs, it's a little bit harder because they're super illiquid, right? So as soon as the buying dries up, you're screwed basically. Yeah. And then that is like a downward spiral because then who wants to buy something that hasn't had a sale for like the last like three months or six months or three years, right? Um, so the thing is like, that's why I've kind of like stuck to, you know, NFTs that I think have lasting value. So that's why I loved punks, right? Yeah. Because I didn't think like punks are great. They're OG, they're a flex. That's what they've kind of like, you know, turned into. into, yeah, they've developed into that. Um, and then I, you know, I love like autoglyphs because autoglyphs were the first on-chain art. And obviously, you know, that is also very, you know, relevant to like, you know, this blockchain tech as well. People are going to be like, okay, what was like the first on-chain art? And yeah. I think that in a way is like very, very historical. So I love that. I love like investing in, you know, um, OG blue chip artists who have got like lasting power and who could potentially become Picassos, um, you know, of the modern digital era. Uh, so, you know, like people like Pac, um, Trevor Jones, um, you know, just like big like artists that you see day to day, I think, you know, are, are going to be a great bet, so, like, you know, yep. mid to long term. Um, and then also, you know, like, you know, the gaming sector as well, right? Like play to earn, I think it's going to be really, really powerful, but that's all very reliant on that network effect. Yep. And actually Infinity has that right now. You know, they've got like over 20,000 daily players or something like that, that are playing this game, earning love potions. And I think once their land gameplay has also released as well, you know, you are going to, you know, see a bigger influx of people looking to play into their, like, you know, their universe and being rewarded for like, their actions within the game. So, you know, I, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, on OpenSea um, about like these crypto cubes and unofficial punks and dunks, yeah. whatever they're called and all of this other weird stuff. Like, I think like that is like very much like, you know, ICO bubble territory when we're starting to see that. It's just money grabs. I'm not really interested in that because... Yep you're literally just gambling with your money, right? And like, and it will initially probably see some kind of, you know, uh, price rise. But the thing is like, you're taking a gamble and there's yeah. no guarantee that that's going to happen. And it's really like, who's the last person holding the bag? And I just don't want that in my portfolio. Totally. Uh, and like, I have doubled here and there with like very small amounts, but it's just not worth the risk for me, you know? So that's just why I just haven't touched any of the newer stuff. Totally. That totally makes sense. And I saw something too that I wanted to point out. I know that, um, and for everyone that's listening to, I know we connected on Twitter and you, you said something the other day about International Women's Day. And you said, I plan to invest up to 25 Ether into female artists. 
And I thought that was like, wow, it's, it's just a not only great thing to do to, you know, give these maybe young female artists some momentum and, you know, you come in as a buyer, but what inspired you to do that? And how often are you currently buying new NFTs or just actively investing into this new economy as an investor? It's, it's actually funny because I was having this conversation with my girlfriend the other week. She's actually you know, quite a staunch feminist. Um, and so am I. Like, I believe in, like, you know, equal rights for males and females. Um, so basically, you know, I, I said to her, like, it, what is so great about NFTs is that we are starting to see more female representation, right? So, like, I think traditionally in, like, big tech, especially in crypto, like, crypto is the biggest, you know, dude fest let's just say that <laughs> it's like 99 dudes um so i just thought like this would be such a great opportunity to like start being a bit more inclusive and to try to like you know get more representation from like you know from other like genders from you know from other like ethnicities like you know minorities and things like that as well and i just think like with art like there's no like you know you're not focusing on like who the person is it's just whether their art's awesome or not right so yeah yeah, I'm, I'm never like looking at the artist thinking like, oh, like, you know, it's a, a man or a woman or whatever they, you know, however they identify. Um, it's more like just like whether I, I, you know, that the art sings to me or not. So I just thought like with, you know, International Women's Day, I just thought that like, this is such a great opportunity to really start like, you know, helping some of these like up and coming females who are like getting into the space and are trying to like break out into like you know the broader community because we as we know it is getting a lot harder yeah uh with this boom everyone's hearing about nfts you know every artist right now is like trying to like just jump on board trying to sell their art which is great because like you know for years that a lot of them have struggled and i've heard a lot of like great stories um, absolutely you know about people who have literally been living like week to week and like taking on debt like you know just trying to like do what they love for so long because they just don't get that recognition that they um, like for their art or anything like that. So I think it's like fantastic that now that they have like a platform to be able to like express themselves and to be able to be like paid for that as well. And not only like artists, like, you know, in the traditional, like, you know, art world, but also like, you know, like music artists and things like that as well. Like being able to like, you know, further like engage and, you know, even like monetize on their audience, people who want that little bit extra from their favorite artists. Right. Yeah. It's great. Totally. No, absolutely. And, and, and even too, I wanted to bring you up to speed on like how I've thought about it. Cause like, I know I talked to you about the beginning. I dove into this space probably two months ago or less. One of my good friends, television, he's an amazing artist. He's worked with a lot of big hip hop, um, you know, musicians, DJ Khaled and Sway Lee and all these people. And he ended up doing this first collab. And like I said, like he was in the digital animation world, creating like the visual aesthetic for artists when they perform on stage. And like, that was his craft. And I actually, I interviewed him on the podcast and this is how we t it turned into like the collaboration on the NFT. And I saw what he was doing and he dropped his, his first NFT with this rapper, Chief Keef. It ended up going for a little over 30 grand. And that was the first piece he put out. And like, that was like a wow factor, you know, like to see yeah. it firsthand with someone that I, I've known and like worked with in the past. I was like, that's incredible. And then he dropped another one with this artist, Sway Lee, are, are you familiar? so this is really big artist here in america so he dropped them with him and that one was doing awesome and then he dropped a third one like by himself and then that one sold i think for 18 grand and like people ended up reposting it and he's like been gaining this momentum and Crazy. i was like i was like this is incredible like to see someone go from like just creating their first nft dabbling in the space to then gaining like that amount of success like it was incredible and, and that led us early to trying to put together this story about 
podcasting and the mastermind effect. And, you know, we're dropping our, like, as of this recording, our, my NFT is going live in 30 minutes. And it's just exciting, you know, and, and I can feel your energy, like, as you're talking about this, being in it for the past two, three years, like, seeing where it is now, I'm probably, I'm sure you're probably like, wow, I was in this <laughs> at the perfect time. But, like, for me, like, there's so much energy and excitement around it where I'm excited to, to tell a story with the art and to be involved. And that leads me to the next question is, how do you see it? Um, you know, obviously, NFTs have gone very viral in, like, the art world. How are you looking at it from different use cases? I know you brought up music and um you know just art in of itself but where else can this nft technology be used and where do you see it going outside of just this art community yeah so i i think you know like it's very applicable to like many industries i think you know what bitcoin did for finance i think like nfts are literally going to do for like everything else right like there's so many like different like applications and people can get very creative, like how they want to use NFTs. Um, like I'm particularly excited, maybe like, you know, around like the social aspects of NFTs. So like, you know, proof of attendance, um, being able to like show off like to your buddies, like, you know, I went to Burning Man 2018 or something, right? Like, you know, having like that digital kind of like, you know, verification that you were actually there. Um, And also, like, you know, having that even, like, you know, in in the metaverse as well. Like, you know, if you attend um, some kind of, like, conference or event or, like, some festival or whatever in the metaverse, like, being able to, like, you know, um, show people that you you attended that and, like, you know, you you were part of, like, whatever that was. So I think, like, you know, that is, like, an incredibly exciting area that I think is going to get further explored. I think even, you know, sticking to, like, that social kind of... um, you know, uh, topic as well, like, you know, um, celebrities, influencers, I think they're going to think of like, you know, new ways of engagement as well. Like, you know, if you own my, um, you know, Paris Hilton bucks or whatever, you, you're entitled to like, to have a drink with me once a year or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, they're going to get a lot more creative than that, but like, yeah. that's just an example. But, you know, just ways to like socialize and to like engage with your favorite celebrity. And I think, you know, if you can like, you know, pay for it or like, you know, buy whatever like NFT that they're like, you know, spruiking at the time. I think, you know, they are going to try and like, you know, have those kind of like, you know, long-term benefits for those holders as well. So I'm really excited to like see how that evolves um, because I think that, you know, that's what, you know, fans want yep. and they want to, to be more engaged like with their, like, you know, their, um, you know, their like celebrity artist or whoever they're like, you know, looking up to, you know. So I think like that's going to be like a really, really fun way to do it. That's incredible, man. What is your thoughts on, did you see what happened in like the music space with the artist Blau? Yes. So like, what's your thoughts on something like that, right? I know uh, I'm actually working on getting him on the podcast as well just to talk about this whole story. But like when you see that as, you know, he he does a drop, I think he brings in over $11 million and there's these different tier sets for these different NFTs. Like, is that an example of what you're saying when it comes to like the exclusive benefits of what can come along with, the purchase of an NFT. Totally. And, you know, I've spoken to Justin about this in the past as well, about like different ways that, you know, NFTs have allowed artists like himself to engage like with his audience. And, you know, I think, you know, we are starting to see like, you know, the social aspects take play as well. Right. And I think like that, that how he even structured that, like, so good. Brilliant, man. Like, I know. Like I remember like, you know, because like, it was like, I think it was like midday my time. So it was kind of like bad timing because I thought like, oh, like I'll just place this bid. Like as long as I get gold, I'm happy. <laughs> I went to lunch 
And like, I felt so rude. I was like looking down at my phone, like the whole time, just watching <laughs> these like numbers, you know, like these yeah, big millions of dollars. And I was like, I look like such a small fish, like with my like little, like, I don't even remember how much it was like 87,000 or whatever. Um, you know, with my, like my bid, like I ended up getting like a silver, but like, I just couldn't believe it at the time. Like he just perfected the whole, like, you know, the auction system. And I, I kind of in a way felt bad for whale shark because really whoever was going to lose at the top there, they were going to end up like, like, you know, paying a lot of money just for like that gold. Status, that's, right? that's what I saw. I was like the person that paid the 3.6 or whatever it was. And then the second guy, they paid like super close in price. And then the guy below yeah. them was like, a quarter or like or exactly yeah. and, and i was yeah. like that that's the mind-blowing part like that small yeah. fraction of timing and investment is incredible talk, talk about like a bidding battle right because like, there's like real consequences to that because it's like whoever lost that they were going to get like significantly less but like pretty much paying like the same price as like platinum so i know but i i think like how justin has structured it like i'll let him talk to you more about this it's like I think there will be like, you know, your sort of like your position on the leaderboard will actually like, you know, matter. Um, and yeah, I don't ah, want to say too much, but, got it. but basically he, he's planning to like, you know, reward people depending on their position as well. So I don't think whale shark has really, really missed out. Like he'll always, you know, have some kind of like first claims, like any gold rewards or whatever. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I, I think, you know, we're going to see more of that. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, especially like music artists, like, you know, being able to like share some of the, like their unreleased stuff to like, especially, you know, especially. How, how do you, vocal. how do you see that going? Like what in a perfect world, like, I have, a, I was actually talking with my, one of my buddies, futuristic today and he's a rapper and he was talking about like, you know, releasing unreleased music through an nft like how would you see that happening in a perfect world like if you were to talk to an like a rapper or someone in the industry like what would you say to them to make them have an epic drop dude such a brilliant business move to be honest because like they do have like a lot of like you know unreleased stuff like you know on like totally. USB or not right so i i think like them to be able to like directly sell that like to their like you know fans like you know bypassing spotify and like platforms i think you know it would be like just totally epic and the thing is because it's like unreleased we kind of saw this like with the wu-tang album remember that like yeah. it was like a few years ago um you know and, and they sold that album for like i don't know like three million dollars like the only one or something like that so i think we're gonna start seeing more of that kind of stuff right like we're gonna start seeing like bands and artists like starting to release like exclusive stuff um you know to their fans like being just a singular song or like a whole album so i think you know it just makes total business sense for them to do it and to also like reward like long-term you know long-time fans as well to like actually like be more involved and more engaged and to be able to like you know hear some of this like exclusive stuff that like no one else has really heard before you know like i think that's like gonna be huge totally 100% and all these answers are so incredible Danny by the way and, and I want to ask you like more on a personal perspective like where do you think you know the, I'm sure like there's a lot of different platforms out there the nifty gateway the super rare and all these different places like if someone was just getting into this space like what are there a couple of like the first steps they should take in your opinion to get off to a good start because as you know like the space is blowing up people are very misinformed and they want to yeah. know like what's the best way to go about this I think you need to like, you know, spot the big movers in the space. I, I think, you know, if you can get traction with like, you know, a big like NFT investor who's that like buys your art or, you know, tweets about your art and really like gets that out into the sphere. Because if you think about it, like 
a lot of their audience is very much, it's just only like NFT buyers and sellers and people who are interested in NFTs, right? So it's, it's very like direct. So I think, you know, you really want to like get onto Twitter, start engaging like with people's posts, start like connecting, like networking, getting to know as many people as you can. Um, you know, I think, you know, if they don't have the means um, or like the background, like, you know, professional history to like get onto somewhere like nifty gateway or like super rare like it's great for them just to start on rareable and i think like if their stuff is popular and they do like you know a lot of like you know good work like i think it will get picked up um i think you know it's just a, a matter of like really just like, you know getting out there you know and i think like you know it if you can also like, you know, get your traditional following. So like, if you have been doing this for like a, a long time, like, you know, we've seen like with people and, and others, like you've got like millions of like Instagram followers, but they were never really able to like monetize those followers in the past, you know, then they can then like, you know, try and bring them over as well. Like, Hey, yeah. like, you know, I, I will educate you about this. This is like, Oh, you know, this is going to be like your digital piece if you'd like yeah. to buy it on my rareable account or, foundation or, or one of those like other like smaller platforms and you know if once they get like that traction I, I don't know what the process is but you know being able to like get onto like super rare obviously you, you already see like quite a big difference in like the prices like yeah something from rareable like even though like you know that artist has put like a lot of like work into that piece and it's like a beautiful incredible piece you know it's putting the south like a tenth of the price is like you know rareable yeah. right? it's just got that like you know like almost that um you know uh, esteem to it now because it's been around for so long and also like obviously like you know nifty gateway so like for me like my strategy is like i i really just shop on nifty gateway for like my open editions um and then like my one of ones like that's just like super rare but yeah. when i'm like looking to like you know support up and coming artists who are like you know struggling to like break through like i do spend that time like you know trying to go through you know foundation rareable and like you know other places to try and like spot gems i actually just i found one the other day and i was like <laughs> so mind blown by this guy's work i was like holy crap like this stuff's incredible like how's this guy not like bigger you know yeah um so you know it's just a matter of like you know just spotting like value and like you know i think like I, i'm personally like i really love like animation i think like as long as like my pieces are animated um I, just because it's just, like you couldn't do that before right like with traditional art it was always still but yeah. like you know having like a, a mural canvas or a Samsung frame, like an animated piece. It's almost like a, a you know, a talking point for like guests and whatnot. And Absolutely. Yeah, like change the mood, like, no, you know, no matter what it is, like if you're doing like a cocktail night or like dinner or whatever. So I, I really like that. And I think, you know, um, yeah, it's just, um, it's, it's just a, a matter of like just getting out there and just yeah. starting to connect and network and just like that, basically. Like in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and last thing before we wrap it up, Daniel, first off, I just want to say again, thank you so much for, for taking the time to come on the show. I've learned so much in this and I'm sure the listeners did as well. Um, and just last thing is like looking at the future of NFTs, like what are you most excited about and where can the people best follow you to learn more about what you're doing? Because, you know, you've been in this space, you're always ahead of the curve. And I think you can see things around the corner before a lot of people do like you've done in the past. So uh, let's end with that. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. And I like, really appreciate it. Um, I think, you know, like something that hasn't really like blown up as much. Like I'm just looking for things that haven't really like exploded in popularity or it's being talked about very much, which I think um, needs more like, you know, attention is probably play to earn. I think play to earn is going to be massive. I think it's like, you know, as I mentioned, like who doesn't want to earn money online? I think this is going to 
really opened the gates to like, you know, a lot of people around the world to be able to like earn some kind of like consistent income online, no matter where they are with like just a, a tablet, you know, Android yep. phone, whatever with, with an internet connection. So I think play to earn and like, you know, there's like in world like game economies, I think are going to be really huge. I think the metaverse still hasn't really blossomed. I think, you know, we're not quite there yet. I think the tech's still quite early, but it's improving, you know? And I think, you know, that's definitely like another like area that needs to, um, you know, needs people to like, you know, focus on a little bit more. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, watch this space. I think, you know, like there's like, you know, NFTs, I think it's like such a broad umbrella, but there's so many like little like sectors within that, you know, umbrella as well. So just as long as like, you know, you've got like, you, you know, your head wrapped around everything. And that's kind of like yeah. what I like to do. And just like be diversified. Like I'm just trying to like diversify across everything because I think everything's going to go up, but obviously some sectors are going to like outperform others. Right. Um, but yeah, like, you know, if you want to like, you know, learn more about NFTs, I, I post about them all the time on my Twitter at seed phrase. Um, and also, you know, Danny, um, you'll, you'll see my seven trade punk, um, <laughs> yep. with the cigarette and the, the top part. Um, and yeah, like I don't really have like a website or anything like that, love but it. yeah, just come on Twitter and come share the love and, uh, yeah. And learn more about NFTs. I love it. And I'll make sure to link down everything down below so that people can go check you out, Danny. Fantastic. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much.